Hello, everyone. Today, I'm talking about my personal experience with hiring an online fitness coach. Um, about three years ago, I hired an online coach after seeing a friend hire the same one, get great results, and you know, the Instagram page was full of incredible transformation photos, and I was like, wow, you know, sold basically. So I invested several hundred dollars um, into working with this individual, and I had a very interesting experience, and I don't regret it at all because I think I learned so much about myself, um, what it's like to be a coach in terms of, you know, expectations of what someone needs. And I think that really impacted how I do my own personal nutrition coaching with individuals and, you know, how mindful I am about certain things because of this experience. So I definitely don't regret it, but I do think it is really important to be reflective about who you hire, why they ask you to do certain things and to actually be able to say, Hey, you know what? I don't think that's, that's going to work for me and to speak up based on your own needs because I just like diving into this real quick. I was working with this individual. It was supposed to be a 12 week program. And I can't remember after how many weeks this was, I want to say like about six, but I had come to him and I'd known that I was having 1600 calories a day because I'd been following calories and tracking my calories and weighing and measuring everything I was eating. So I knew starting I was eating 1600 calories and I wanted to lose weight. So initially I was put on 1948 calories and great. I was like, wow, that's a lot of food. That's super exciting. And, but because, but because of that very exciting amount of food and having gone months I'd say like eight to 10 months eating 1600 calories, that 1900 plus was a significant amount of food for me. And I was kind of struggling to eat it, especially because 45% of those calories was protein. And so I was like shoveling protein in at like an uncomfortable rate. And I think it was something like 170 something grams of protein a day and for someone who I, I hadn't been tracking macros prior to this, um, I just knew protein was important, but 170 something grams of protein was like, I physically just feel like I'm eating pounds of meat or having all these protein shakes or like just, it was too much. It was, it was such a shift and a, such a big jump from what I was doing before that I was like, basically just gag where I was like, I don't understand how much I have to eat and like. Ugh, it wasn't a very pleasant experience. And beyond having to consume so much protein, my carbs were very limited. Um, he'd set my carbs at 22% of my overall calories. So I think it was, ooh, I can't remember what it was, but it wasn't very much. And then I eventually reached out and said, hey, you know what? I'm really struggling to eat this many calories and stick to these macros. Is it possible for us to, at least right now, drop my calories a little bit and then we can increase them as we go or is there a way to handle this like can I eat less on Sundays and my my advice to clients when they bring this up if they're you know hey I'm 
I'm having a hard time eating this much, or I'm not hungry to eat that much. What are your thoughts? And I say, hey, you know what? Listen to your body. There are going to be some days where you need more food, and there are going to be some days when your appetite is not as great, and those those calories might not work for you. Yes, definitely prioritize your protein, but if you're not as hungry, don't force feed yourself. And if you are exceptionally hungry and you've done everything you can to increase the volume of your meals, extra vegetables, you know, maybe having some extra fruit or things like that, then go ahead and eat beyond your, you know, theoretical daily calories. And you know, for me, that makes sense as a coach. And that's the advice that I say that I give now, but I was kind of, uh, in shock more or less to see his response be like, okay, well, if 1,948 calories is too much for you, let's cut back. And you can from now on have 1,360 calories. I literally am giving you specific numbers because I went back through the emails to, uh, review this and I'm just like, Ooh, I am five foot eight. And he was asking me to do five uh, resistance training workouts a day, three list sessions, which would be like 45 minutes of like walking or something rather low intensity, and then one hit session. So that is what, nine workout sessions a week on 1,360 calories. Um, And this was not with the intention of training for a bikini competition or anything like that. This was just like, hey, you know what? I kind of like to lean out a little bit and lose, you know, three, three to five pounds. And I think this is where it's problematic. If you hire someone who is not, I want to say, reading between the lines and listening to what your needs are as an individual and telling me to basically eat 600 calories less because I'm having trouble eating a certain amount is really problematic to me. And I'm glad that I was in a place where I could be like, all right, cool. Thank you so much for this. And then mentally just be like, I'm going to disregard this and basically not really trust you moving forward. And I think that is really problematic to have that kind of relationship with a coach. But I am glad that I was in a position where I could be like, wow, that doesn't sound like a great idea, Nikki. Let's just kind of like do your own thing and don't eat as much when you can and eat that much when you are hungry. Because had I listened to that, I think I would have ended up with some potential hormone problems. You know, if I had gone for, say, another 10 weeks eating 1,300 something calories with you know, 82 grams coming from carbs, then yeah, I I think I would have been exceptionally miserable. I would have been very hungry, very low energy, really struggling with not only performing the workouts, but enjoying the journey and the process. And this is why I'm always like, if you're going to hire someone, you need to make sure that you do your own research, reach out to them, talk to them. What are the principles? What do they believe in? You know, are they really just concerned with, you know, getting another transformation photo that they can use to advertise their business? Or are they worried about your actual mental and physical well-being? Are they someone who's going to say, hey, you know what? You're doing a great job, but I think maybe we need to take a step back from doing this because I feel like it might not be working for you very well right now. 
And I do realize there are so many different kinds of coaches out there. There are those who are going to get you ready to get on stage for a bikini competition. There are those who are just going to help you lose weight. There are those who are going to help you find and create lifestyle changes. And depending on your needs and goals, taking the time to find the right coach for you is super important. And I'm not trying to do this as like a big advertisement for nutrition coaching clients. Um, yes, I do work with women one-on-one to help them create lifestyle changes, but I am also the first one to say, Hey, you know what? I feel like these aren't realistic goals. I feel like I'm not the right person to help you with this because you are a very healthy body weight and I don't feel comfortable helping you lose any weight. And that's someone who I am as a coach and individual because I don't help individuals who are trying to compete. That's just not my forte. There are some great coaches out there who do this and do a really phenomenal job of doing that and making sure, you know, you're healthy physically, mentally, that your hormones are, you know, not suffering. And those are the people that if you are ever going to compete, you need to be looking for and researching. And what I do recommend also is if you are ever looking, um, at a coach and, and, you know, making considerations and they tag the individuals in their transformation photos, reach out to them. And I've, I've had people do this to me because the individual who I worked with at the very beginning, you have to either give consent to whether or not they're allowed to use your transformation photos. And I did give that consent. And so my transformation photos have been used. So I've had individuals reach out to me and say, Hey, I saw you, you know, use this program or whatever. What are your thoughts and suggestions? It is a big investment. And I am very open and honest about my feedback and my experiences, not because I don't want someone to be successful business-wise, but because I think it is important that someone has information that they can go with moving forward and say, hey, all right, this person seems great these were Nikki's experiences. I wonder if I can also reach out to someone else, figure out if they had a really positive experience, if they enjoyed this, if it was worthwhile for them, and maybe if it's going to be a good fit for me. Because I think if someone is willing to share the transformation photo, they likely would also be willing to talk about it. And I think that's a really good way to assess if someone is going to be a good coach for you beyond asking them questions you know, as to their style, what they prioritize, um, just their, their kind of background on what health and nutrition should look like. And I think also when it comes to transformation photos, you need to be a bit um, mindful and how do I say this? But when I was asked to take transformation photos, I was told for my initial photo to be super relaxed no flexing, you know, sucking in, no anything like that. Just me standing there as I would normally stand there if I'm not flexing. And I don't have any problem with that whatsoever. Um, But I will say if you are going to ask an individual to do that, I feel like it should also be, that's how you should pose in your weekly check-ins as well. And I I probably believe it was um, an option for us as individuals to either flex or be relaxed. So I'm not saying this as a criticism, um, but I do think me taking a relaxed photo every single week would have been a better indication of progress 
versus me taking a relaxed photo in my starting week and then every week after they're taking a flexed photo. But I I know I did this for my own, um, I don't want to say selfish reasons, but for my own reasons because relaxed versus flex is a big difference. And when you're flexed, you're like, oh, wow, like I look so much leaner. I can see definition. And I was really proud of how hard I was working and how I was lifting at the gym. And so I wanted that to be reflected. So when I did my weekly check-ins, I would flex and I would pose in such a way where I'm like, it was the best lighting. I looked, I looked better. I looked like I'd made changes. But because of that, I also, I think, um, portrayed perhaps a more unrealistic transformation and that's not at all what I was trying to do. It was just more of a, okay, well, I have to be relaxed in week one. And so moving forward, when I flexed, I looked quite different. And I think it kind of gave, um, portrayed unrealistic results in terms of what I've achieved in, say, four or six weeks because of being unflexed or being relaxed versus flexed. And this is just something I think that, um, coaches may ask individuals to do, or, you know, give them the option to do. And because of that, the results that you see may be slightly different than what they truly look like. Because I know if I do a comparison of when I started flexed versus, you know, four weeks later working with this individual and I was flexed, yes, there were changes. Yes, there was progress, but it was not to the same extent, which, um, my posted photos show. And I think that's just kind of how this, this game is played and how things are advertised. But I mean, like I said, I'm not putting fault on anyone. I chose to take my photos like that because it was an option. But in hindsight, I look at it and go, ah, that's not really quite accurate because I did look, you know, relatively similar four weeks before, but with just less definition. Um, so if you are ever considering hiring someone online, reach out to them, ask them questions, you know, reach out to their previous clients if they're sharing transformation photos. But I think knowing the kind of individual you're going to work with and their principles and what they stand for is really important. When I talk about my clients and I talk about my nutrition coaching work online, I'm always really clear about the fact that I'm a coach who focuses on lifestyle changes, healthy habits, your overall mental and physical well-being. And so when I do have people apply for nutrition coaching, they're not surprised that those are the things that we focus on. They're not surprised that I'm going, how are you feeling? How did you feel about your week? Does this feel successful? Does this feel sustainable? I am the first one to say, hey, let's increase your calories. Let's find something that's more sustainable for you. And I'm not so focused on that number on the scale dropping, dropping rapidly or transformation photos with extreme results, you know, over four to eight weeks. I'm someone who's looking at the overall well-being of my clients. And perhaps that means the results are slower and less impressive to the outside world. But I do this because, you know, the, the reviews from clients are, wow, I feel like I'm such 
like I'm in a such better place with food. I am amazed that I can eat things and see progress. I feel so good about not restricting the foods that I was eating. I feel so good that I'm not constantly feeling like I'm dieting or depriving myself. And those fundamental relationship changes with regards to your relationship with food are crucial. And that's what I'm working towards with individuals. And so I know as a nutrition coach, I'm not everyone's cup of tea. I'm not a good fit for everyone. And I absolutely acknowledge and accept that you cannot be everything to everyone. And the same goes for personal training and nutrition. You need to find a coach who's going to have your best interests in mind and your goals in mind. And that's going to shift depending on who you are as an individual your past diet experience, your current physique, your current goals, and what you were willing to do in order to achieve results or a physique. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I think going into it eyes wide open with who you are hiring and what your journey together might look like is really important. And I also think that with anything food and workout related, there is going to be some trial and error and you're going, hmm, we're actually not a great fit. And I think that's okay too. It's kind of like relationships, right? There are people who are going to come in and out of your life and be a good fit relationship wise. And others who you're like, hmm, that just does not quite work for me. Or that's a red flag and that's, let's not proceed. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't think you need to think that you're at fault for that it's just it's just not a good fit or a good match and that's not a reflection of you but just something that you need to acknowledge and maybe address in terms of moving forward in such a way where you can find someone who is more suited to helping your current needs and goals all right thank you so much for listening and don't forget you can follow me on instagram at justget.fit